The guys are all wearing their wrestling uniforms, their basketball jerseys, their football shoulder pads. And here I come waltzing out in my ballet shoes and my short shorts, and I'm doing a pirouette, and the crowd loved it. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I am your host, Nikki Levy, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Don't Tell My Mother is where your favorite humans from movies, TV, sports, comedy, tell a true story they'd never want their moms to know, but they get on this mic and tell it to us. We have a very special guest today. She is a friend and she's someone whose conviction and strength and power I admire and respect. You know her from the groundbreaking drama Pose, from the very scary American Horror Story 1984. And right now she is shooting the next American Horror Story called Double Feature. I am talking about the goddess Miss Angelica Ross. When Angelica is not making history on screen, she continues to be a trailblazer off screen for trans and racial equality. She is the founder and CEO of Trans Tech, which provides education and support for trans folks who want to enter the tech field. Angelica is taking us all the way back to high school in Racine, Wisconsin for her first ever beauty pageant. Want to know who snatches the crown? Here is the magnificent Miss Angelica Ross. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Angelica, I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, I'm glad that we're back again. Yes, I'm so happy we're back. I know you're traveling everywhere. Tell me, where in the world are you right now? Well, right now I'm in Los Angeles. I was home in Decatur, Georgia just a few short days ago. But, um, you know, uh, we are back to filming American Horror Story. So I'm going back and forth. Right. And that is a Ryan Murphy show, American Horror Story. But didn't you get your kind of first big break in Hollywood on a different Ryan Murphy show, the groundbreaking show pose? Um, I mean, it was my first big breakthrough role. I would say that definitely. But, yeah. um, you know, I think me being broken into Hollywood, I think started with a little web series that could called Her Story. And it was Emmy nominated. It was on YouTube, but it was the first year that the Emmys created a category for short form drama series. And so we entered and uh, our web series was Emmy nominated. So there, there it got the attention of like Carrie Washington's tweeting me on Twitter, talking about how much she's a fan of the show. This was what? back then. Yes. Yes. What was her story about? Her story was about two trans women in Los Angeles uh, who couldn't be any more different. Mm -hmm. One white, one black, 
one straight or, you know, uh, living more of a cis heteronormative life and the others struggling with her attraction to women. Um, And really, you know, it really dove down deep into kind of the stuff that we let get in our way instead of just really allowing ourselves to be attracted and swept up or um, into love. Yes. Angelica, how did you land the role on Pose? I think I got the role um, because I have been in the industry. And again, this is one of those things where an opportunity comes along, but it's all about the equation of preparation meeting opportunity equals luck. You know, so my luck came from the fact that here's this Ryan Murphy, you know, big project coming along and I'm not just getting started. Right. And I know the role that you got playing Candy Ferocity wasn't even the role that you originally auditioned for. So I auditioned for Blanca. And when I got my call back, you know, I was really excited, but I was confused because I was just like, this don't feel right. Um, the character's yeah. name is Blanca. It sounds like it's for a Latin ex trans woman, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yes. And so... But I was like, okay, this is, I need to follow this through, you know? And so when I went to the callback, I saw Haley Sahar and I wanted to leave. <laughs> I saw Haley and I was like, what am I doing here? There go Blanca right there. Yeah, you know, cause I was yeah. like, Haley looked more like the part for Blanca. Yeah. And then I saw MJ, you know, and MJ was so sweet and Fresh, like and this green. is MJ Rodriguez. MJ, yes, MJ Rodriguez, and yes. she came up to me and she's like, "Oh my God, Angelica Ross." She was like, "You know, I'm I'm a fan, and I just, you know, it was it was the sweetest thing." So I'm just like, "This ain't my role," and yes. you know, and then I go into the audition room and I kind of choke a little bit because I end up getting a Charlie horse in my leg, and oh my god! So like while I got the Charlie horse my improv kicks in and I was wearing some extremely short shorts and um, I got some heels, you know, and that's how I got the Charlie horse walking in New York to my audition in stilettos. But (laughs) I got there and I, my leg gave out when I got into (laughs) the room. And so I'm like, Ooh, and they're like, "Um, are you okay? Do you need a couple of minutes? Right. You know, what have you. And so right. I'm wearing this, the heels and the short shorts. So I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. Um, and I put my leg on top of the thing on the <laughs> on the chair. And I'm like, yes. with these short shorts doing these exercises. I'm like, oh, I just need to work it out a little bit. And, and they were like, oh, she's a ham, you know. <laughs> yes. See, that's what it is, right? You have like, the, the truth is, I feel like when we don't think we're going to get whatever it is, I feel like that's often when we get the thing because we lose all the fear. Yeah. It's just forget it. I had no fear in that room. I had lost my fear. Once I had the Charlie horse situation and they were laughing and everything happened and I had them sort of on my side, I I didn't have any fear. But when I found out I did not get the role, I was devastated. I mean, I I cried my eyeballs out because my spiritual practice had been giving me huge signs, huge signs that I was going to be on the show. And I just was like, Mm, so what are all my signs wrong like what's going right, on here like right. how am I I can't trust my intuition anymore like what's going on so a couple months passed by and then I finally heard that I got the role of candy so your intuition was right you got the role and tell me about your spiritual practice yeah I, my spiritual practice is at the base of everything that I do um 
And it's, I'm really fortunate to have grown up in the church and really lost my way and lost context for my spirituality until I found Buddhism Mm -hmm. that gave me the understanding that if I wanted to change the world, I had to Mm -hmm. first change myself. I love the saying, rejection is God's protection. Like I love it. I love it. Right. And (laughs) I live and I live by it. And I live by it. And it's like that thing of like, oh, no, that wasn't meant to be yours. But that prepared you for candy. Right. Like it was exactly what was supposed to happen. It was exactly. Were you ever part of the Dragon Ball culture in real life? I know candy was, you know, in the 80s. You were. Tell me. Oh, my God. I grew up in the I grew up in um, Racine, Wisconsin, first of all, and I uh, which was just a hop, skip and a jump from Milwaukee. And uh, that's where I went to my first sort of drag. Was it my first drag show? I think so. But basically, it's where I started doing drag Mm -hmm. and um, eventually like found my drag mother. Um, that's where I got the name Ross from Tracy Ross um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now she lives in Chicago. So that's my like drag mother. That's where I come from, my lineage. And yeah, so I grew up and I remember going to a few balls. The balls weren't like as glamorous as you see on Pose. You know, it was like any hole in the wall bar that we could find. Yep, yep. And they would make, you know, a, a, a runway out of the middle of the floor or whatever between the pool tables or what yes. have you. And I just remember meeting this queen named Baja. She walked a ball wrapped in caution tape oh. as her as her outfit. Or she would walk the ball in an Aldi shopping bag put together by safety pins. Wow. Like, she had the confidence. And what I realized then and there was that it was all about confidence. And honestly... A lot of um, Candy's essence um, was a throwback to those girls that I knew from the ballroom scene and the pageant scene. Well, speaking of costumes and pageants, you have an awesome story for us today. And maybe this is where it all began. Angelica, tell me everything. This is a story about how I originally became a pageant queen. I grew up in Racine, Wisconsin in the 80s. And, you know, I was always a creative kid. I grew up doing every musical. And I remember going to high school and Mm -hmm. I was on the school newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I remember being one of the few black people on the school newspaper. And then as I started, like, looking for stories to tell, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my stories revolved around the first because I kept finding out in my high school that either I was the first or one of my black friends was the first to do something. And, and firsts are, are so seminal, like firsts are like first and last. Right. That's what a story yes, is. It's, it's a moment. Yes. It's like, yes, it's a moment. It's like, oh, this is the first person to do this. And so I heard about this pageant, the Mr. Horlick pageant. I knew that this was going to be a pageant about machismo, about masculinity. Mind you, all I heard was pageant. (laughs) So this was just a regular high school pageant. It was for guys who were seniors in high school. It was, you know, kind of like a rite of passage. But 
In my situation, I actually was a junior in high school and I was graduating a year early. Okay. Reason being was I was trying to get the hell out of Dodge. Like basically, I knew that I was different. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I knew that I needed to possibly get away. Yes. So I I got rid of lunch, um, my lunch hour, and I took extra classes so that I could graduate early. And wow. once I was on the track for graduating, <laughs> yes, then I was like, well, that means I should be able to compete in this Mr. Horlick pageant. Why was it called the Mr. Horlick pageant? The high school that I went to was called Horlick High School. And it's funny because <laughs> in Racine, Wisconsin, um, you know, there was Case High School. There was all these other high schools. So the other high school called us Horlickers. Like, you know, because immature kids, you know. It was named after some general, you know, Mr. Some General Horlick or something like that, you know. But, you know, we were called the Horlickers. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yes, but I was 17 years old. I was, you know, very feminine. So I definitely wasn't as masculine as the mm -hmm. other guys in the pageant. I was into musical theater, but something told me that I could use that to my advantage. Tell me why you decided as this, you know, feminine presenting boy that you would compete in this pageant against these hyper masculine senior guys. I don't know how or when I figured out sort of the key is finding your uniqueness or finding that thing that is uh -huh. different about you and not trying to be like everybody else. And not hating that thing, but embracing that thing. But embracing that thing. I don't know. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't embracing it like some of the other people you hear about. You know, I read some of my LGBTQ sisters, like stories, brothers and sisters stories. And I'm like, man, I wish I had that kind of courage in high school to be full on gay or wear makeup and do all those 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 things. But I wasn't there yet. I was still mm -hmm. navigating in my male identified body. Um, yes. But I was definitely not afraid to tap into my femininity. So hell yeah. Angelica, tell me like how this Mr. Horlick pageant worked. So with the Mr. Horlick pageant, they have the different categories. They have casual wear, sports wear, talent, and question and answer. So I remember starring in this play called Fame. And I had to wear like um, a leotard and some really short shorts, <laughs> some like dance socks and some ballet shoes. And I loved it. Dance belt. Yes, a dance belt, all of, of that. Yeah. And so, for instance, for the sports wear, the guys are all wearing their... Um, wrestling uniforms, their basketball <laughs> jerseys, their football shoulder pads and all these things. Here I come waltzing out in my what? ballet shoes what? and my short shorts and I'm doing a pirouette and a tour jeté or, you know, all these different things that, you know, I had learned at the time. And the crowd loved it, you know, it, because it was unexpected, you know. So for sportswear, I think I like, sideswiped them all in sportswear. So I think I had that down. I love that you rocked some dancewear. Dance is totally a sport. All right. So what was the next category? Then uh, casual wear. I remember, you know, I was I was kind of fashionable. So I was wearing, <laughs> um, you, you know, some 
stonewash jeans i'm sure that i got from the buckle you know there was a store called the buckle at the time <laughs> and yeah. i was wearing like a sweater vest and this white shirt that had the tails coming out of the bottom of the shirt now this was something a style that the guys wore and that also girls wore but the difference was on the guys it just looked like the you know the shirts the tails from their shirts sticking from underneath their sweater vest yeah for me and the girls that had the frame that I did, it looked like a dress with um <laughs> uh, yes, yes. with a sweater, you know? It yes. was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like an obvious dress, but it was right. kind of gave me that feminine like peplum. It was like my peplum, basically. What is a peplum? You, you, so, you know, like when you're, you see like a, a dress for a woman where that has like at the waist, there's an extra like, um, fabric that goes yes around the hips that's a peplum yeah oh see i learned i yes. learned all the fashion from you angelica <laughs> yes i love i love a good peplum trust me a peplum will will make your day so then for talent i sat at the piano with my then best friend hmm. um me and her would stay after school and we would literally sing in the uh the hallways of the high school because they had the best acoustics. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just didn't want to go home. There was so much going on that I just, either I was in the piano practice rooms or I was in the hall singing because that was kind of my refuge. Mm -hmm. And I remember writing this gospel song um, and talking about this despair that I was in, but that it was through my connection with spirituality that saved me, that rescued me, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, after playing the song, I look out into the audience and everyone is standing up on their feet and people are crying and wow. applauding, like people are in tears. And it just was a moment I will never forget because it was an affirmation mm -hmm. that I could be exactly who I was mm. and and be affirmed in that. Do you by any chance remember the song that you sang that day? I sure do. Of course I do. Yeah. It was something like um something like I call you Lord in my darkest night when I feel so alone. These burdens weighing down on me to control, can't hold on. But then you came and you rescued me. Something like that. You know, it's, it's this whole situation. Like, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm singing it from mere memory, obviously, and not being warmed up. But, you know, that's how it goes. But isn't it funny, like, how songs stay with us? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. So everyone's crying. What happens next? You know, the last category it came down to was question and answer. And so I'm a smart cookie, you know, you know, right. give me question and answer and I, I'm going to slay question and answer. And the guys were kind of like not so smart jocks, you know, I mean, oh. I don't want to, you know, kind of you know, yeah, stereotype know. anybody, but, you know, but like, they, you know, they were jocks. <laughs> they weren't really, you know. And so yeah. I definitely beat them out in the question and answer and yes. I won the pageant. Wait, you won? Yes, I you did. Won the yes, I won that damn pageant. I sure did. Yes. Wow. Just don't tell my mother. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You know, it was an amazing thing. There's a picture I even have still. I have like the cover of the school newspaper that I wrote for now. Like the next issue had me on the cover with my, oh my crown God. and sash saying Mr. Horlick, you know, with what? this whole send article. Send it to me. You have to send it to me. <laughs> Well, what was the reaction from everybody when you, you know, took the crown and won the whole thing? Oh, as soon as that pageant was over, my mom came up to me, you know, she gave me a hug and she congratulated me. And she also took a moment to kind of like take me to the side and say, but don't bring that stuff around your brother. Wow. How did that make you feel when she said that to you? I remember in my family growing up, if somebody was like gay or something, they didn't allow any of the children to be around them, you know, and it was kind of this thing of protecting them and seeing gay people as predators. And my mom, like I said, she was very proud, but at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, she just was not proud of the femininity that I had displayed. She mm -hmm. was not proud of the fact that she knew that I was coming out as gay and she knew that me by me going on stage and being so openly feminine mm -hmm. like that, that I was not going back. <laughs> so, you know, that was the moment it, that was the moment yeah. that really changed things for me and my family. And it would take about 10 years for us to really heal and come to a place where, you know, where I could be around the family again. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And here you are, you know, the the unexpected champion of this whole thing. And your mom is telling you all this smack. And, you know, it's like you're between, wow, I'm overjoyed. And oh, my God, this stuff is terrible and hurting my feelings. It's it's hard. It's hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, it was kind of a bittersweet moment because I was both celebrating and at the same time grappling with the fact that my mother didn't yet see me. What did you learn from this whole experience, if anything? It really got me to a place of understanding that you really can't count yourself out, you know, of, mm. of opportunities. You just never know in what ways you're going to win when you show up. Wow. I totally needed to hear that. Thank you. How long after this pageant did you end up coming out? As trans? 
even as queer as as anything other than just I mean I know. came out very shortly after that I mean like if <laughs> if, if I wasn't yes. out already at that point um, I mean like my yeah. friends my friends knew and that oh no 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 I, oh hold on okay so here's here's <laughs> this is why this is how I know I wasn't out yet yes um I did come out shortly after that and one of the first people I came out to was my friend who I had sang the gospel song with. Uh-huh. And uh, she turned on me and she stopped being my friend. And she was one of the only friends I actually had, you know, I mean, like that close that I at that time. And I told her that I was tra- uh, that I was gay. And she basically told me how much of a sin that was and that I needed to repent. And it was abomination and that she couldn't be my friend. It was just heartbreaking for me that I thought that she knew. I thought she knew. But you're like, we're singing gospel. We're in plays. What do you? What <laughs> else do you need? I'm wearing a leotard. I, I mean, I, I was just, I was very small too, and and thin framed and everything, and and you know whatever. But like, you know, some people see what they want to see. Totally. What's your relationship with your mom now? Oh, me and my mom are now, you know, very, very close. She's annoying. She calls me all the time, you know, just like (laughs) any mother does. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, she just wants to be around as much as possible. She has a full time job working as a school teacher. Mm -hmm. So it's like she's a school teacher, but like asking about pose and asking about, you know, American (laughs) horse. When they you know, they was wrong for killing you on pose. They need to bring you back. She's on Facebook in the Facebook pose groups with all the rest (laughs) of the fans talking junk. Yeah. Do they know she's your mother? No, I don't know if they do. No, I don't think they do. No, they're like there's a there is a this woman is a very avid Angelica fan. She is she knows everything. <laughs> She's researched. She knows. Well, trust me, she fits in with oh, she fits in with everybody there. In. The fans are. I, I have some of the best fans. I tell you. But is there a come to Jesus moment where your mom is like, I'm going to embrace who you are and stop fighting what I thought you should be. I mean, there were several come to Jesus moments. I think they're just, it just had to happen over time, you know? And I think that, yes, sometimes people can just wake up like that. But for a lot of people, that just doesn't happen like that. And so for my mom, it really was when she would go out into the world with me. And she wanted to keep me within the realm of her understanding. But we're at Kohl's department store and I'm over here and she's like, oh, um, calling me by another name, you know, call me by my own, doing these other things or whatever. Are you serious? And, and I'm not responding. Right. Because everybody else in Kohl's is looking at who you talking to. <laughs> Where do you... <laughs> Nobody else sees the boy that she's talking to, the man she's oh, talking no. to. So we all looking her. So we all looking around like, who is this woman? Papa, who this woman? You <laughs> looking talking- like <laughs> who she talking to? So it literally is. She had to. She had to kind of face with the fact that the yeah. world is now seeing me and treating me as the woman that I am. This is who I yes. am, and you're going to have to accept it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you are the A train and you are leaving the station, you know, jump on board or get left behind. You know, Angelica, you talked about wanting to get the hell out of high school, wanting to get the hell out of this town. Did winning this pageant make you at all rethink where you came from and maybe even appreciate it a little bit more? 
Yeah. You know, there are people like myself who grew up in these small towns. Yeah. And we're very important to those towns. Yes. Because what's really important for them to understand is that, no, this doesn't just exist in the big cities. Right. It's actually here. It's just that we have to create an environment that is more uh, fertile and more affirming Amen. for people that then want to stay here. But what what the thing for me was that I realized in hindsight from all mm -hmm. this whole story for me is that I always thought that I needed to move away from this small town to New York, to Los Angeles, to a bigger city in order mm -hmm. to become who I was. And, you know, it all of the places I travel to, yes, have definitely made me who I am. Mm -hmm. But really, my town, my city needed me to be strong enough to just stand in myself. That is so true. Have they put you in the local paper? Have you been in the paper? Oh, yeah. You have. Uh, oh yeah, I've, yes. I've been in the local paper. I've yeah. I've there was a local news story because something <laughs> else had happened in town, and it was yeah. Yeah. See now, right now that you are right, you're you're famous. You're in Hollywood. You're on all these shows. It's like the, these same people want to celebrate you and hold you up as we raised this person. We yes. made her what she is. <laughs> you know, and 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 to be honest, you know, to be honest. Yeah. Some of them did, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. because the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, it, it made me who I am. And I'm, I, yes. I can only say thank you to all of those people. Well, thank you for sharing your soul and your time with me today. Miss Horlicker, the Horlicking champion, the queen of Racine. Thank you, Angelica. As always, I uh, listen, I, I hope that my spirit is, you know, uh, even though we're distance as we are, I hope it still be is able to translate and able to carry because I have a mission that we, we got to spread around the world. Well, I loved having you. I always love being with you. I'm a fan of yours, but I'm a fan of yours, honestly, as a person. Thank you so much. <laughs> Will you close out the show with me? Absolutely. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that is how Candy Ferocity from Pose was born. We love you guys. We hope you had an awesome time. Don't forget, subscribe to Don't Tell My Mother wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother. And of course, check out Angelica's amazing organization at transtechsocial.org. Remember, our moms push our buttons because they are the ones who installed them. We love ya. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Condon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't, just don't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.